You're listening to another great message from Northside Community Church. So I believe that GA uh, told you some, some things about what I was going to say today. Uh, I know that because people during the week said, hi, I hear you're our spiritual auntie. And I was taken back by that because GA and I had had a few different conversations over the last few weeks and I'd mentioned a few different things that I was thinking about saying and one of them was that God kind of said that, you know, I'm, I'm like a spiritual auntie here and that's the thing he latched onto and told you all apparently and uh, some people were a little confused as to what that actually meant. So what you were expecting from me, I don't know. But, you know, a spiritual auntie or an auntie in general is someone who has that very unique position. They're close enough in a family that they're part of the family, but they also have that little step back, that little bit of perspective. I have two nieces and I love them like they're my own daughters, uh, but I know their mum and dad, you know, because obviously it's my sister. And so I have this unique thing where I can speak into either side of, of the argument. Um, not that there's arguments going on here, but you know what I mean. You've got that unique place. And there's a, there's a well-known saying about aunties and it's this. An aunt can give hugs like a mum, can keep secrets like a sister and share love like a friend. And I believe all of that, but I want to add just one more phrase in here. And that's this. Can speak with a perspective that no one else can have. And, uh, I've, whether you like it or not, I am part of your family, whether you want me in it or not. I am part of the wider Northside family. I don't get to gather with you every week, but, you know, I still feel like I'm part of the family. And my love for you as a church is immense. And uh, so I, the, my word this morning comes from that place of encouragement and love. And some of you... Um, didn't even know you had a crazy aunt, Ed, but you do, and uh, nice to meet you. Uh, those of you that have known me forever, then you know, you'll just accept everything I say with the love that I have for you, and uh, all of this is obviously uh, from God and a word in season that, thankfully, the morning service at least, I feel like I heard from God correctly. So I'm sure that the announcement that GA and Bev were leaving was probably bittersweet for you. I'm not sure it would have been a, a shock or a surprise, but you know, I'm sure that you are glad for them because they get to now spend time with their grandchildren and, and their family. But I'm sure there's a little part of you that's quite sad and uh, is trying to not think about what it's going to mean when that actually happens. And as, as I'm sure you have started to contemplate what Northside is going to look like without GA and Bev, um, it, it's an important turn of time and even though it's months and months away, you've actually already entered this time of transition and that's what I want to speak in today. That's what I want to speak into with a word of encouragement and preparation. And uh, so as Auntie Ed, there's just some things that, that I feel like God has asked me to say to you in both encouragement and preparation. And this is is just as much about you, the individual, as you, the wider church. And uh, too often we kind of think very individualistically when it comes to church. But uh, there's this, this partnership between you, the person who comes to Northside, who is a partner here at Northside, but also you collectively. And it is so intricately entwined and it's so important for us to understand that God has already been preparing this transition. He's already been preparing you. And I firmly believe in the words of the Apostle Paul when he says to the people at Philippi, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you 
will carry it on to completion till the day of Jesus Christ. God has been preparing you, the individual, and you, the church, for what I know he will do. And this GA-led chapter, as amazing and as long as it has been, with all respect to GA and Bev, I firmly believe that the best is still yet to come, that God still has many great things to do in and through you as a church. And I hope that you, you know that and understand that. And maybe my role here today is just to remind you of that. You know, often we talk about calling. And I know we've just taught our church about the calling that, that we have on our lives. And, and if you don't know it, you have a calling on your life. You have a unique purpose in the kingdom of God. You've been created in a unique way. But we forget to talk about the fact that churches also have a calling. And uh, I'm not sure you realize it, but Northside is unique. Did you know that? You are unique. In the world of churches, Northside is a unique um, congregation. You are in a unique location. You have a unique culture and DNA, and that is not an accident. That is exactly how God intended it. And all the leaders that have gone before and all the generations that have gone before are all layers to that. And that is not going to stop with GA leaving. And that the calling that you have as a church is so vital because there are things that only Northside can do. There are things that Northside has been created to do because of who you are. And all the leaders that have gone before and all the generations that have gone before, I want you to think of it like a relay race. And that every change of leadership has been a baton exchange. And the the great privilege that you guys have is that you are here at the time of the next baton exchange. And that's how I want you to think of it. You know, it's not just about what happens all the time, but it's this moment of baton exchange. And I used to be in a relay team and every relay season we would come together and we would train. And you guys are entering a time of training because there is going to be a baton exchange. And I'm not sure if it's six months away, nine months away, whenever it is. It'll be this moment of baton exchange between one leader and another. And when you are in a relay team, you don't train to run faster. That's kind of a given that you will run as fast as you can. We don't train for starts and, you know, shaving milliseconds off getting out of the blocks. All the training is about that moment of exchange. When you are training in a relay team, you spend time training on how to approach the exchange, how to make the exchange and how to leave the exchange. And every single moment of that is so important. It matters how you stand. It matters how your hand is. It matters where your head is faces. It matters where your eyes are. Every single thing. And that's just the person waiting. There are so many different aspects to that. And you guys are about to go through this baton exchange. And when you're on a relay team, there's this long track all the way around and you're at different places on the track. And at different times, you're close to the baton and at other times, you're not. And even though the baton exchange may be happening right over there and you actually aren't touching the baton at all, it is still your team. It is still your team. It is still your exchange. And that's what I want you to think about when it comes to the baton exchange that will take place. Some of you, your hands will be on this baton. The ministry team, the elders and GA in particular, the rest of you, you may be standing on the other side of the track, but it's still your baton exchange. And there are things that you need to do in preparation for this. And in the time I have left today, there are three things, three areas of training that I want you to start. 
so that you are ready for what is going to happen with this baton exchange because it is so important that we understand that this baton exchange is a spiritual one, not just a practical one. Yes, there are practical elements here of one person taking over the job of another. But more importantly, there's a spiritual thing going on here. Now again, we often talk about this enemy that we have spiritually. The enemy that seeks to, as scripture tells us, to kill and destroy. The enemy that wants to to remove the hope that we have in Christ. The enemy that wants us to no longer live a victorious life. The enemy that wants to take away the gift of grace and wants us to forget who we are in Christ. That enemy doesn't just focus on individuals. That enemy focuses on churches as well. And you guys are a prevailing church. Prevailing means victorious against the opposing forces. You guys are functional. And if you realize that, but you're a functional church, you have functional leadership, which is not as common as it should be. You guys are actually doing things in the community. You guys are making a difference. Just listening to what Sam has said just today. And I can promise you that the enemy knows that you're here. Because any church that is prevailing, any church that is taking ground, has the attention of the enemy. But scripture also says that the enemy prowls around. And the moment that the baton exchange, the end of GA's leadership and the start of someone else's, the moment that became reality, the enemy's ears will have pricked up because he will be paying even more attention. You see, Relay races are won and lost at the baton exchange. They are won and lost on how that baton exchange goes. And that baton exchange is not a point of weakness, but it is a point of vulnerability. That is why you train for the baton exchange. That is the moment where things can go terribly wrong. And I'm absolutely not speaking that over this church at all. But as any relay team knows... That's what you practice. Any army, any battle, you know the points of vulnerability and you protect them. You put more people there. You put more emphasis there because you know it is a point of vulnerability. And the baton exchange that will take place in this church will be a moment of vulnerability. And you all have something to do in preparation for that. The last thing you can do is sit back and think, well, I'm sure the elders are praying about this and I'm sure the ministry team are are doing what they need to do and we'll just sit back and watch. You cannot do that. You have a part to play in that and that's what I want to be talking about for the rest of my time. You know, the first thing that you guys need to do and the first bit of advice from Auntie Ed this morning is that every single one of you need to keep your personal spiritual life strong. Now, any church is a hospital. Any church has people that are spiritually broken, that are physically broken, that are coming into the life of the church all the time. They can't be spiritually strong. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about those of you who are the core of Northside Community Church. I almost called you Campbelltown then. The core of you need to take responsibility for this. Because a strong church is full of strong Christians, mature Christians, resilient Christians. And no one can do that except you. You can't worry about anybody else's spiritual life. You can only look at your own. You cannot sit back 
and go, well, as long as the, the elders are praying and as long as they're right, we'll be fine. No, you need to be right with God too. This is your race. And we have to realize that because the pressure will come. The anxiety will come. I know just speaking to people this morning, the anxiety for some is already there. There are some people in this church that cannot even imagine what this is going to be like. And when that faith stretching comes, the well from which you have to draw is your personal relationship with Jesus. And so that is the first and foremost thing that you have to look after. The second thing that you need to do is you need to pray for your elders and your ministry team. Again, a word from Auntie Ed, look after them. Now, it's a given that you're praying for GA and Bev. Okay, I assume you're already doing that. The transition for them is going to be huge, but that's not what this message is about today. Your ministry team and your elders are incredible. Again, I'm not sure if you realize it because they're your ministry team and they're your elders, but they are top shelf. They are, you know, we're not supposed to envy things in the kingdom, but your ministry team and your elders, there are churches that envy them. These are incredible people who will be leading you through this and I absolutely believe that you have the right people at the right time for what God has in store. But as important as that is, as important as the encouragement and the support is, there is one other thing that only you can do, that they can't do for you, only you can do. And again, this is Auntie Ed in love, but with her serious face on. My nieces say I have a serious face when I'm going to say something serious. In all love, I say this to you. You need to be a low-maintenance church. You need to be a low-maintenance congregation. Because the thing is, this is not to make it easy for everyone, but the thing is that when any church is stepping into something important. Any church is about to take new ground, capital fundraising, building programs, new staff, new areas of mission, anything where you're advancing. The enemy does not want that to happen. And one of the easiest ways to distract a leadership, the enemy can use usually comes from within. Doesn't it? You don't need to look at anyone. Just keep eyes forward. The grumbling starts, the conflict rises, the complaining begins. And that is the number one way in any church that the enemy can distract. The number one job that your elders and your ministry team have over the next nine, six, nine months, whatever, is they need to discern the will of God. And that is a very difficult thing to do. That is a very difficult thing to do in the most perfect circumstances. But what is going to make it even harder is if the leadership of this church are distracted. And they will be. It's an, as I said, it's the number one tool of the enemy. Absolutely. And that's why they need prayer, because it's hard enough to discern the will of God You know, when it's just you. Can you imagine discerning the will of God when there's a group of people that all have to discern the will of God and all have to agree? It's going to take a lot of their time and a lot of their energy. And the best thing you can do for them, not only is pray for them, but to be a low-maintenance congregation and be aware that the enemy will use you guys to distract them. And it's not about Northside. It's about church life. It's because we're all human 
and we're all making up this church. And it's just an important thing for us to be aware of so that we can nip that stuff in the bud as soon as it happens so the enemy doesn't have his way. The final thing is that you need to prepare for the next leg of this race. You, the individual. See, where there's a lot of focus is going to be on this baton exchange that happens. But the thing is, the baton exchange is not the end of the race. The baton exchange is actually the start of a whole new leg of the race. And there will be a lot of time and energy and all of that kind of thing, and it will be emotional for you to say goodbye But the moment that baton exchange happens, it's like the starting gun goes off all over again and you have to be ready for that. And some of you are going to be excited and some of you are going to go into that next leg of the race kicking and screaming. On the inside, of course, you'll be very calm on the outside. You know if you need to prepare for that. You know what work you need to be doing. You see, there is so much that I don't need to tell you that you have an incredible leader and that GA is legendary, literally. He's had two amazingly fruitful ministries, longevity that we haven't seen in many people at all. And this guy is irreplaceable. And I'm sure you know by now there are no other GAs out there. But the thing is that you have to remember, and serious Annie Ed again, you are not a follower of GA. You are a follower of Jesus. This is Jesus' church, not GA's. GA's like decorated it all. (laughs) It's got GA all over it, but it's not GA's church. And if he was sitting here, his head would be nodding, that leg of his would be bouncing. And he put, I don't know if he will say that. And again, that's why Arnie Ed can stand here and say, you are a follower of Jesus. No personality takes the place of the calling of a church. And that is so important for you to realise. And the thing is that you are going to witness the end of an era the Agnew era, and I know you well enough to know that you will celebrate him and Bev, you will honour them till you cannot honour them anymore. But the number one thing that you can do to honour him and his leadership is to make that baton exchange seamless and to run like the wind for the next season. That is what will make him proud. You can, you know... Do whatever you're going to do in that moment of celebrating and he will appreciate that and he will be overwhelmed by that and he will be humbled by that. But I can promise you that he will be stalking you from Adelaide. He will. He's stalking us right now from California. I've already got a text from him this morning. He knew exactly what should be happening at the right time. Imagine what he will be doing next year. The thing that will make him the proudest, the thing that will matter most is the next leg of the race. And he cannot do that for you. Only you can do that. And so it is so important in this time of preparation. I know you're not going to drop the baton. It's impossible. The leadership that you have at this church, the baton will exchange well. But, you know, the extent of well is up to you guys. 
But what happens in that next leg of the race? He will, he will be cheering you on. But that bit's up to you. And so my encouragement is Auntie Ed this morning. My encouragement is to make sure you are a follower of Jesus. First and foremost, that your spiritual life is strong. That you are praying for this team like you have never prayed for them before. The elders and the ministry team and your lay leaders. And that you are preparing. You are doing whatever work you need to do for this own baton exchange. There is going to be grief and loss. And some of you need to do more work on that than others. But God is going ahead of you. He is preparing you already. But it's a partnership between you and him. I want you all to stand because I want to pray a blessing over you. And I know you're only a small representation of the wider church that is Northside. But I just want to pray for you guys because you are in a unique position. And I know you're going to do this fantastically. And Arnie Ed will be cheering you on as well. And Uncle Troy, of course. It's a given. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for this incredible church. I thank you for the heritage that is represented here, the generations, the multiple churches that created Northside, that came together. I pray for the leaders that have gone before and I pray for the leaders that are still to come. Lord, you promise us that you always are going ahead of us, that you're always preparing. And we just claim that promise this morning. I pray for the elders. I pray for the ministry team. I pray for the future elders. I pray for the future ministry team. I pray for the person that will be taking over the mantle that GA has held so well. Lord, nothing is a surprise to you. Nothing is a concern to you in those moments those moments where things get wobbly, those moments where people within this church start to go, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what this is going to mean. Lord, I just pray that you are there, that you are with them. Those moments of change. Lord, I pray that these guys are ready for change, that they are expecting change, that they will embrace change. Because I know you have great things in store, even greater things in store than have already happened in the life of this church. And Lord, I just ask a blessing on them now. In Jesus' name, amen.